Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is James. Welcome to the show. I am looking forward to talking a lot of shit with you. We've got a lot to go over in the scene. But I did want to mention, I think I saw on social media that you saw the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt. Is that correct? I did. I saw it last night. I know we don't normally talk movies here. But I at least want to see what your general perception of the movie was. I really liked it. I uh, thought it was a good movie, and it makes me want to read the book of the same name that the movie was based on, because yeah. everybody that I read online says that the book goes into more details. I mean, the movie still went into good detail about things, sure. but they say the book like tells everything, where as a movie, you know, you, you kind of have to fit everything within a two-hour time frame. So. Yeah, the book was like... 500, 600 pages or something like that. So you're definitely not going to cover everything. But I agree. I liked it as well. I think there were still some issues factually, of course. But sure. I honestly think that there are way more facts, like true events that happened in this movie compared to Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure. And I mean, you know my feelings about Bohemian Rhapsody. While it's not an entirely factual movie, I did like it as sure. a standalone movie. Right. But yeah, like I and I think I did appreciate that like all four members of Motley Crue were executive producers for the film. Yeah. So I, I think, think that made it have authenticity. Right. And wait, no one was dead from Motley Crue, so right. there was there was no one trying to blame everything on the dead person and we were all squeaky clean. So <laughs> I mean, I, f I feel like uh cuz Bohemian Rhapsody was rated PG-13. I feel like because of how raw uh, the dirt was being rated TVMA, because you know that it had to be a Netflix original because it would have gotten like an X rating if yeah. they wanted to have a theatrical release because well. there were just so many <laughs> boobs. Well, everyone knows. I mean, there's a warning at the beginning of this show, so people know the kind of stuff we talk about. But literally, I think there was a girl squirting in the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it only happened once, but I was like, oh, all right. Just <laughs> like in is... my life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. Well, I'm not a rock think. star. So you know what? Sure. I, I try my best, and that's all you can really hope for. But yeah, I just wanted to... Yeah. I mean, I might even do an Ian Hates movies on it, but I just thought that was interesting because we talk about there being no more rock stars really left, and that whole lifestyle is pretty much done in the scene. Mm. So it was just interesting, and I think it's a lot of fun even though a lot of really shitty things happen, yeah, the fun of it, the idea of being a rock star is 
those early years of Motley Crue. Yeah, and I think I appreciated the movie because towards later on in the movie, like it showed that hey, we're not glorifying like that lifestyle at all. We're actually right. showing like hey, a lot of bad things come later when if you live like this. A lot of really bad things. I mean, if you don't know the history of Motley Crue, like Vince actually like literally killed somebody. Yeah. Like it's and it's his fault. Right. For anyone that doesn't know that shit, watch the movie, read the book, you know, do your history online, whatever it happens to be. But yeah, we can go on because we have a lot to get to tonight, especially, or let's say in addition to all the things we would normally do, we also have an advanced review for the brand new album Redeemer by Red Handed Denial. I am very much looking forward to talking to everyone about that. But until then, it's time for Scene News. I also just want to say real quick. No. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Motley Crue was almost my first show when I was eight years old. My wow. my, ste- my stepdad almost snuck us in, but my mom said no. <laughs> <laughs> my mom said no. So Motley Crue never got to see you. Damn moms. All right. On damn, to scene news. Damn moms. All right. <laughs> yes, on to scene news. <laughs> All right, James, it is scene news time, and we're going to begin with a story that we started talking about last week at least, maybe even the week before. Actually, yeah, it's been going on for two or three weeks now. That is the saga of Chris Fane and Slipknot. And the last thing that I heard as of this recording and a story from Saturday is that Chris Fane apparently is still technically in the band. Yeah, I... Dude, there's like so many articles that's that are going around right now that it's hard to know what the actual truth is because there was an article that said Chris Fane is still in the band. And then if I remember correctly, there's an article that came out like I think today or yesterday that said Chris Fane said, no, I'm not in the band. Right. So I'm just like, what is going on, dude? And that's the thing. I would really, really like to know what this, like, I would like to talk to Chris. I wish, I wish right. that he would do something and maybe he can't because of the lawsuits, but believe me, I tried to get Chris on the show. It's wow. very difficult to get that kind of stuff done, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to hear from the person because look, I don't think that this is fake. I don't think this is like the grayscale thing for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> and I seriously, honestly, by the way, fuck that band. because that's a ridiculous thing to do to your fans to tell people or to stage a fight between members and make it seem like they kicked out a member and the member doesn't like them and all that kind of shit. Like that's a really shitty thing to do. Right. But that's not what's happening here. It's, it goes back to all the LLCs and you can actually look up. There's no reason for me and you right now, James, to go through all of these LLCs and be like, okay, this is why he's suing and this is what he wants to know. Like, we've kind of already talked about that. But yeah. the whole point of this really is we don't know what the real situation is right now. Right. I watched uh, a video on YouTube about, like, the actual lawsuit. And it's, I mean, it took 13 minutes to go through the entire lawsuit and everything that it entails. So it's yeah. a, yeah, no way we're going through all that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let other people... We're, we tell the basic news things. If you want to go sure. to a Slipknot site or whatever and figure that mm-hmm. shit out, that is all you. Go do your true crime podcast shit. That's <laughs> completely fine. But 
we are going to move on until there's more news on that because I don't really like reporting on stuff where we don't have all the answers right now. You know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's move on to something we do know. We know that Frank Iero has said now that the future violence are now a band, I guess, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a super group. Apparently, it's gonna be Evan Nestor, former Murder by Death bassist Matt Armstrong. There's a guy that does or Kay, Kaylee Goldsworthy, which is a woman. My apologies. She does multi instrumentals, and I think when we talk about new songs, I think she was playing keys in the music video if I'm not mistaken. And then also, we've got Thursday's Tucker Rule, who is a great drummer. So this band sounds pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, super groups are always hit or miss, but I think it'll be a big hit with this one. And we'll talk a little bit more during new songs, but I can say they are going out on tour right now, I believe, with the Taking Back Sunday. Did I say the, the Taking Back Sunday? Yeah, yeah. With Taking Back Sunday for the... 20th anniversary tour that they have sick yeah i just took the the from that and put it at the beginning of taking back sunday for some reason the taking back yeah. sunday can i give a warning to everyone and i know this doesn't bother as many people as it does with me but if you go see taking back sunday live you are not going to hear adam lazara sing because he really doesn't sing anymore so if you're going to a concert to have him swing the mic around and have the entire tone-deaf audience sing the songs back to him, that's what you're getting yourself into. Taking Back Sunday was ruined forever for me because my sister had a 2007 emo phase and all I heard for like a year was Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same reason my dad ruined the Beatles for me. Ah, like, gotcha. Dad, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I respect the Beatles, but I, that's all my dad plays, and it just drives me nuts. <laughs> right. No, and look, I actually like at least a few albums from TBS, but I just can't. I've gone to see them enough times to know that Adam doesn't sing, unless it's a very new song that no one knows. That's the mm. only time he even attempts to sing anything. Otherwise, it's maybe the first couple of notes of something, and then it's just the tone-deaf crowd. That's the thing. So you're mostly hearing people yell sure. back at a band. And that's just, that sucks. Why do you want to do that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I'm not one way or the other about that specifically, but it's cool if you don't like that. Yeah, I'm just letting people know. Just know all what right. you're in for. That's all. So then we have a tour announcement from For the Fallen Dreams. They're going out on tour with Kayanashi is how I want to say it. Yeah, Wait, am yeah, I correct on that one? It, it's Kayanashi yes. there from Philadelphia. Yeah, and I enjoy I enjoy their music. They're they're pretty aggressive mathcore, right? Yeah, yeah, they're one of my favorite bands in the scene right now. Yeah, I actually have the chance because they're going to New Hampshire. My mm -hmm. hope is that I will be able to go see the show because I've never been able to see them before. And a band called Loser, who I haven't mm -hmm. checked out yet, but I will. Yeah, I need to check out Loser, but yeah, dude, if you get a chance, go see Kayanashi. I've seen them. Two or three times. Uh, their vocalist, Peter Rono, is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh, very cool. I do like so, meeting nice people. Yeah, and I just love their music. It, it is a very unique style, so Kayanashi is one of those bands that you're either really going to like or you're just not going to like at all. But yeah, I, fe I feel like if you really like it, um, we'll be friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't like them then, because then you don't have to worry about James. But right, right. <laughs> I, I think, if I'm not mistaken... 
when the show was on hiatus for a little bit, I think they put out a brand new EP, right? Yeah, why did you do it? Yeah, and I, I remember tweeting about that and talking about it on social media because I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and they just got signed to the uh, same label that Boundaries is on. We talked about them a few ah, weeks ago. Very true. Unbeaten Records. Yeah, so I know, I think it's like a, I want to say it's like an 8 or 10 uh, set date or something like that. I, I'm not okay. exactly sure, and I should say actual, like that's where they're going. It's like 10 venues or something, but sure. I am going to try. Absolutely. Now we're going to also follow up on the MySpace story that we talked about last week where so much music for like 10, 15 years or whatever was just disappeared from the MySpace servers or whatever they were doing. And Mike from The Devil Wears Prada is like, yeah, that's cool. I don't give a shit. He was like, oh, I, I really, I'm actually really glad because I don't even think we have copies of our old stuff. So I'm really glad that our old shitty music is not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, the devil wears Prada was the band that got me into metalcore when I was in high school. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it was just funny to read that because I've watched a lot of interviews with Prada and every member that's in the band now that was around during that time, they all say how much they like loathe their old music. Like before 2009 Prada, like hates all that music they made. Well, like, the question what? I have is Mike mentioned specifically like a cover or a couple covers that yeah. they're upset about or not upset about that. They're actually very happy. Aren't there. And mm-hmm. I want to know what they are. <laughs> I think he worded like that, worded it like that for that reason. He was exactly. like, yeah, I, don't, I don't want people to find them. Yeah. But he can't possibly be talking about one of the greatest covers ever made. The one that they did about still fly. Oh, still fly. Yeah, I was going. It's one of the, best covers i've ever heard in my life but i think that came out in 2009 i want to say it was something like that it was like punk goes crunk or something like that oh that (laughs) album's actually really good yeah sure sure yeah oh you're just saying sure sure you're gonna blow me off like that come on no no no, i was was saying sure sure in agreement okay 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 (laughs) but yeah i mean basically he's happy about that but if anyone uh, anyone listening out there if anyone has those covers or that cover that he's talking about, I want to hear it. So send it to me, <laughs> ianhates at gmail.com, all right? Let's do it. All right, we've got a little band switcheroo here, to, to put it mildly, I guess. We've got Motionless and White, who has now pretty much adopted Ice Nine Kills' previous bassist, Justin Moreau. He is now going to be a permanent member of Motionless and White. Apparently, he's been touring with them for like the last six months or so. So now they just made it permanent. And then, you know, Ice Nine Kills comes out and they say, hey, we're all good. That's great. We also want to announce that ex-Venetia Fair member. He's also there. I guess he was their uh, pianist and vocalist, Joe. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce that last name. James, <laughs> you want to take a shot? Uh, Dog, I don't even have it pulled up. So oh, <laughs> you are awful. Awful at this. His last name is spelled... O-C-C-H-I-U-T-I. O-C-U-T-I? O-C-U-T-I, something like that. O-C-U-T-I? I would not say that. (laughs) 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 But apparently, he's joining Ice Nine Kills to not only be a bassist, but also to do keys and do backup vocals as well. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like everyone's getting what they want. And apparently, I guess Joe helped with, 
you know, a little bit of the writing of sta- of uh, the Silver Scream. I almost want to say stand up and scream. The Silver yeah. Scream. Uh, Silver Scream. Wow, why am I fucking that up? <laughs> the Silver Scream. So, yeah. I mean, if he was able to help with that, that's a great album. So I would assume this is a good move for everyone involved. Yeah, man. Hold on to your dreams. Keep working hard and something will happen. We can all join Motionless and White? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Everybody in the world. Seven billion people. I think that would be amazing. Exactly. <laughs> We'd all get along. <laughs> <laughs> Even the people that hate Motionless, they're they're members of Motionless. Wait, there are people that hate Motionless and White? Oh, you'd be surprised. Wow. Oh, <laughs> by the way, since we are talking about that, just a, a shout out to our producer, Ty. I want to let him know. So remember we were talking about how you can never whisper before a breakdown or anything like that we talked about you know bullet for my valentine and then also fucking i prevail trying to pull that shit off and it never works he says in the song 570 by motionless and white that that last part before the breakdown that he's whispering and i say absolutely fucking not that is not (laughs) a whisper that's a sinister thing that he was doing it was certainly not a whisper yeah 570 is a good song but that wasn't a whisper tie yeah See, Ty, I told you, fucking told you. He's very smart (laughs) on certain things, but I'm telling you, that was not a whisper. So if anyone wants to tell me otherwise, you may as well, you know, find me on social media or whatever. But I do not agree. That is definitely not a whisper. And now for a little bit of nicety in the scene, I do want to quickly mention that on Twitter, it looks like the beef, you know, the Twitter beef between Franz and Frankie from Amur has been settled. They have called a truce. I actually screen capped it and put it on social media. Now, look, anyone who listens to this show <laughs> for an extended amount of time understands I don't like Frankie. I think he's a pretty shitty person in general. You know, he's done a lot of really shitty things. Now, once again, people make mistakes. If they apologize, it's a different story. But Frankie has never really been that type of person to do that. So I'm still not a fan of his. But it did seem like he kind of reached out to, you know, put this shit behind him. I'm sure this will help his career. If, you know, Franz and Frankie get together and do a song together or something, it's it's going to help Frankie out more than it helps Franz. But I do enjoy that people in the scene can put their past behind them, that they can make up and make nice. I mean, look, everyone loves drama. Everyone loves, you know, call out three, call out four, whatever Franz wants to do next. People do enjoy that, but it's also cooler sometimes to bring people together. I think the scene has been fractured for a really fucking long time. So it's really nice to see two people possibly, you know, make up and and be nice and maybe collaborate in the future. Like, I really do think that the scene is kind of missing that. Right. And I think that, yeah, like you were saying, it's just nice to see certain people put their differences aside because... You know, contrary to popular belief in 2019, uh, you know, people can change. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we're seeing that now where whether like the beef between Franz and Frankie was a publicity stunt or whether it was actually real, like, it's just nice to see like uh, people burying the hatchet. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll follow up if anything actually does come of that. I hope other people in the scene can do that as well. You know, I actually saw recently someone, you know, talking about Craig Mabbitt, you know, in Escape the Fate and how he's not as good as Ronnie. And Ronnie 
you know, like tweeted that person and said, hey, can we stop? You know, yeah. he's a different type of vocalist than I am. That's just the way it is. Like, we don't need to continue doing this. I saw somebody today with an Escape the Fate tattoo. I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I thought you had to be 18 to get a tattoo. <laughs> this guy was like 25, man. What? <laughs> at least, at least 25. That means he got that tattoo probably when Escape the Fate stopped being good. Man. Wow. He said that, he said that they used to be his favorite band. Oh, that hurts. Look, if he got that for dying in short... <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't get through it. I just... Oh, I feel so bad. I know. Like, I when I pointed it out to him, I was like, hey, man, like, cool tattoo. I mean, obviously, I was referring to the old music. Yeah. His yeah. old music is actually really good. And and he was just like... And he, <laughs> I, I just had to refrain from laughing because as soon as I said it, he had this like so, like sort of look of shame on him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I don't like the new stuff, but they yeah. used to be my favorite band." Yeah, "Sympathy for the Dead," "Dying Is Your Latest Fashion." That's all great with me. Even a little "This War Is Ours," you know, I can sure. I can deal with that. But then, yeah, they took a real really weird turn, and it just sure. didn't work out for them. So, wow, man, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone with an Escape the Fate tattoo. So, wow. It's like an yeah. eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, it was all big on his chest too, because he's wearing a tank top. I was about, so all, honestly, I was about to go into that. How did you know that? Yeah, it was. He was wearing a tank top because it was somewhat nice today in Pennsylvania wow. today. It's and, tank top uh, weather. Sun's out, like, guns out. <laughs> yeah, skies out, thighs out. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was low sixties, so it wasn't like great weather, but it was like doable for Pennsylvania. For you hillbillies yeah. out there, that makes sense. Oh yeah, so he's wearing a tank top. <laughs> I mean, dude, straight up, Pennsylvania is might as well be called Pennsylvania if yeah. you're not in Philly or Pittsburgh. Ooh, man, yeah, that whole fucking state. It's very, yeah. very true. Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our last story. Uh, look, you talk about burning bridges. You talk about you know making enemies in the scene. I can't help it. I got to be quite honest. Michael Bond. Seems like a straight-up dick. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of who he is as a person right now. Yeah, and I get that he's probably been through a lot. Completely understand it. Like, that's that's completely fine. But on another follow-up to another story that we talked about the other day, Michael Bond has said there's pretty much no way that there's going to be a woe-is-me, either reunion, new music, whatever. He wrote two tweets out where he said, want to clear something up real quick. I understand the album numbers really meant a lot to so many people. Hell, it meant a lot to me as well. I appreciate the love that people have shared from that album, and I'm honored to have been a part of it. However, I will not be doing any sort of reunion at all. I'm not going to get people's hopes up and fill them with misleading info. You couldn't pay me to do a woe is me reunion, and that's that. Ugh. Look, I appreciate the first part, I guess, but I know that was put there just to get to that second part. But honestly, man, how much of a dickbag do you have to be to say that you couldn't pay me to do a woe is me reunion? Dude, that's like basically spitting in your fan's face. Yeah, there's really no reason to do that. Just say, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. I'm doing wild whatever the fuck. I'm not even going to say <laughs> the name of his dumb band. Like, just say that. Just be be nice about it. 
especially with, and I'm not going to get all like serious and like, oh, there's a lot of money issues. Millennials don't have a lot of money and, you know, all that kind of shit. People are trying to find jobs. Not going to go there. But it is a mm-hmm. shitty thing to say that you couldn't pay him any amount of money, basically, to do a reunion. It's not even, he's not even saying reunion tour. He's just saying a one off show. Basically, he would not do that. It's really sad, man. Like, he could have just literally ended it with that first part of his tweet. Yeah. Being like, you know, I know numbers meant a lot to meant a lot to a lot of you. That really means the world to me. But unfortunately, there's there just won't be a reunion. And yeah. if he had just left it at that, I'd have been like, oh, all right. Like, at least he was nice about it. Exactly. Just it, you don't have to. And I, I know I probably shouldn't be the person to say it because, you know, I'm sure I word things incorrectly sometimes and everything. But really, man. Like, you don't always have to be a fun-sucking dick. Like, you really don't. Like, he just seems like a type of guy that just saps all the fun out of everything. Like, honestly, I'm not surprised Issues doesn't want him. Yeah, I just, I'm so done with this guy, dude. Yeah, he's so fucking (laughs) annoying. So fuck him. Like, I, I just don't get it. He's just not a likable person. Sure. But yeah. Sorry to leave it on that kind of note for scene news, but that's the way I feel. And I know James feels the same way, so fuck him. But (laughs) that is it for scene news. Now, we're going to split things up and do things a little bit differently. We're actually going to go right now to part one of our favorite part of the show. All right, everyone, part one of our favorite part of the show means it is album review time. And because we have a ton that we want to talk about, we don't just want to go bam, 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 get them all out of the way. We want to take our time and talk about this stuff. So we are going to begin right now with Johnny Booth, firsthand accounts. It's an independent release. This is hardcore metal. This is their sophomore full-length album, and really the first one in seven years, which is pretty crazy. Mm. It's 12 tracks, front to back, no filler, which obviously I very much enjoy. It's <laughs> shouting, unclean vocals, chuggings and breakdowns, very fast-paced. They're actually longer songs than I actually expected, but yeah. that might also be because of the metal portion of the hardcore. But man, I really enjoyed this. What about you? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this album. I thought the vocalist was phenomenal. Uh, I thought the guitars were really good. And yeah. it's I guess it's kind of interesting how you genre-fied it because in my head, it was like a mix of like that hardcore metal, but there were like sprinkles in there that almost sounded like progressive metalcore dance Gavin dance type of stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah, I could hear that every once in a while. I'm with you. Yeah, like... It wasn't every song or anything, no, but no. there were like once in a while where like it seemed like straight out of a Dance Gavin Dance song, which I thought was it, it doesn't sound like it would work, but it does, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, obviously, I I heard a l- little bit of new metal as well, which obviously sure. I enjoy. So <laughs> I um <laughs> yeah, so I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, this actually came out of nowhere. I was not, especially because of the name, too. I wasn't yeah. familiar with their first album, 
so I didn't know them. And to come in and really just, I was rocking out to this. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought there was really great production here as well. I think one of the issues sometimes with hardcore metal bands is that you don't have the right balance between the vocals and the actual music itself. And this one mm. seemed very balanced. Like you got a real taste of everything that was going on musically, but then also the vocals were right there hitting you hard as well, which I really, really fucking enjoy. So to me, yeah. everything was really well done here. The one thing you might be able to say is that at times it kind of blended sure. a little bit. But I think that happens when you're doing 12 tracks front to back. It does actually happen that way sometimes. But man, really, really enjoyed this. I would recommend this to anybody. Yeah, if you're looking for you know some really good hardcore metal, look no further than Johnny Booth. Yeah, so if you like have any friends that like are really into country music, just like send them an album from Johnny Booth and yes. like record their reaction. <laughs> it almost actually that uh, that does actually sound like a country name. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm like when I read that on the album list, I was like, Ian, I thought you hated country. Why is this on here? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. So yeah, everyone, make sure to check this out. Johnny Booth, first hand accounts, and it's an independent release. Next up, we have Unturned Sunk EP, and this is on No Sleep Records. This is emo, pop punk. I believe this is their third EP. This is five tracks front to back. And what I really like about this is it's not sugary emo pop punk. And I like that so much better because some of that shit really, really annoys me. And this doesn't. This is... It's mostly unclean vocals, kind of. They're more like strained, kind of shouty cleans almost. Yeah. It's kind of hard to put into a category. Like, I don't know if you would actually call it uncleans, but I thought it was pretty interesting. It was fun. You can bop along with it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Now, James, I don't think this is necessarily your style, right? No. Like... I listened to it a couple times. I definitely respect the talent that went into it, but this just isn't a sound for me. But obviously, but obviously, Ian enjoys it. I do. He likes this sound. So if you're into this kind of stuff, you'll probably enjoy it. This just wasn't really for me. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. I think that's gonna happen. I think tonight with the you know with the albums we're going through, there's gonna be some dissension between us sure. for sure. But yeah, if you like, uh, I would say with this band. They're not necessarily breaking any new ground. It doesn't mean the music is poor by any means, at least not by not by my standards for sure. But it's one of those things where you can hear some hot mulligan, you can hear some stories so far, a little youth fountain. Like there's mm. a lot of different aggressive pop punk bands that you can kind of put in this category. So they're definitely not breaking new ground here, but they're doing what they do pretty damn well. And I would recommend the track Vertigo to people that haven't heard anything yet at least but there was a really good pseudo breakdown there that I thought that was that I thought was done very well so I would certainly check that out if you can what I also like is 
you know, even though it's a quick EP, you know, that's, you know, five tracks, it was very, very short. It puts them on my radar. And now I can go back and listen to their previous material. And I know they're kind of, they're a band I would want to see live. You know what I mean? Sure. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you talk about them being on your radar. I'll, I, like I said, I see the talent. So whatever future release they have, and maybe I'll even go back and listen to their previous work. I'll, I'll always give them a shot. Even, you know, even if this one didn't do it for me. Yeah. Cause this band definitely has talent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And what I think people need to know is we cover so much of the scene that yeah. sometimes there are going to be genres that people just don't like, but sure. I try and cover anything that I definitely like. So for me, I definitely like this band, but I definitely want more from them because it's kind of short. It's on that shorter side. So once again, sure. check it out. Unturned sunk EP and it's on no sleep records. Next up, we've got The Handoff, Some Kind of Clarity. This is an independent release. This is punk pop punk. I'm going to put it in that category. This is their debut EP. Five tracks again, but a little bit longer than Unturned, I believe. This is old school punk vocals set in a more pop punk style of music, which I enjoy. I really thought this was fun. This is like another band I could see on an American Pie soundtrack. Sure. Yeah, I really like like the skate punk vibes like yeah. from all the songs. And <laughs> I say this all the time for albums like this. <laughs> I just I just wish this was in a Tony Hawk soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I honestly <laughs> that's the feeling I got from this band. And they're, you know, they're a smaller band. So there are sure. a little bit of pitfalls with possibly some of the production value a little bit. Sure. You know what I mean? This is a very small band from North Carolina, but I got sent the EP from actually a hater that I actually really enjoy. He comments on a lot of stuff. He finally oh. had a band that was doing something, you know, in our vein. So I was like, yeah, cool. absolutely, man. Let me check this out. And when I did, I very much enjoyed going through it. And I honestly don't think, because I don't get to listen to a lot of straight-up punk, I don't really hear this type of vocal style as much. So I enjoyed it being on top of those, like, pop-punk sensibilities. You know what I mean? Sure. Is that our is that our first listener band? Like just a ba a band from a listener that we've had so far? No, I don't think so. No, okay. because also if you count technically quote unquote bigger bands in the scene sure, who are listeners sure. to the show before coming on the show and all that kind of stuff. So Sure, sure. But yeah, whoever the guy is from the handoff, good job, man. I really like this. Yeah, man. I think they've I mean, I like that they're not a one trick pony either. They kind of switched it up in styles and the way they were putting things together. They added melody and range in different areas. So, yeah, man, I would say for sure, go out and support a band like this because obviously, you know, they're a smaller band. They're starting out. This is their debut EP. So make sure you check it out. Really fun band. And, yeah, showing some support. So once again, this is The Handoff, Some Kind of Clarity, and it's an independent release. I also just really want a new Tony Hawk game. Just putting that out, putting that out there. You would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs>
Last up in part one, we're going to talk about Wind Waker Empire EP, and it's a self-release. This is post-hardcore, maybe a little progressive metalcore from Australia. Mm. Australia, man, still really killing it with some great scene bands. I know, they're putting America to shame. They really are. They're doing a <laughs> fucking great, great job. But this is Wind Waker's second EP. This is six tracks front to back. Soaring clean vocals and heavy uncleans, I believe, from the same vocalist, and that's fucking ridiculous. Yep. I just want to say first off the bat, great choice of name because I love the Legend of Zelda. So ah, already already a fan of the band because of the name, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nerd. I totally <laughs> I mean, what else is new? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought there was the great dynamics between the clean and unclean vocals because mm-hmm. you said it was just that one guy that did, did them both. Right? I think so. I mean, they he might actually have a backup as well, but okay. I'm pretty sure that he's doing all those crazy clean vocals and at least some of the unclean vocals, I think. Sure. And I thought the guitar work was very well done. Yeah, and technical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I actually really enjoyed the ambience, which is like, Something in this genre of music that, like, I always feel like is, like, part of it, mm-hmm. but it's never something that, like, stands out to me. But for some reason, just with this EP, like, the ambient aspect of it really stood out to me, and I really liked it. The track Colorless was very ambient, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. There was a really great mix. I mean, they kind of, sh- like, really changed genres very sharply, like, halfway mm-hmm. through the EP for sure. But I know they went through some member changes, I wonder if that has to do with them, you know, doing an EP and not a full length. But this is mm-hmm. a band I would love to see a full length from. Lots of dynamics, a little new metal at one point as well. It's just they mm-hmm. did a really great mix of everything. If you want a little bit of the softer stuff, you want a little bit of the harder stuff, they've got everything covered in this EP. And if they keep going this way, they're going to be really big. Absolutely. So once again, that's Wind Waker Empire EP and it's a self-release. All right, everyone, like I said, we will go to part two of album reviews in a little bit, but we're going to break this up and we are going to go to new songs. All right, everyone, it is new song time. I am going to tell you the name of an artist, their new song, and play a snippet of it. You go out, you support these bands, pre-order their albums, buy their music. That is the best way to support them. Until then, though, it's Bury Your Dead Collateral. I, I 
Amon Amarth, Raven's Flight. Grief dormant. Delineate, always watching from below. Plague Vendor, new come down. Whitechapel, Hickory Creek. Frank Iero and the Future Violence, Young and Doomed. Dance Gavin Dance, Headhunter. The damned things, something good. It grows after it's dead. Kill the 
Hawk mileage. Bill Murray, life is good. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those snippets. I like saying snippets. Snippets of Snippet. new songs. What were your standouts? What didn't you like? Come on, man. Come at me. What you got? <laughs> well, I feel like for those that follow me on social media, especially, but for no those that have been listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for those that have been uh, following the show for a few weeks now, uh, main highlight for me is the new Whitechapel song. Yes. Uh, Going to get a little bit vulnerable here. That's the only music video I've ever cried to. I'm not somebody that you I'm not ever somebody that cries to music videos. Wow. And uh I mean maybe if you want to count like Eminem when I was really young, but I don't. Exactly. Wait, what would you wait, what would you have cried at just because he was singing? (laughs) No. No, it was (laughs) I don't know. I used to Eminem was my was my growing up sad boy music. Ah, okay. All right. (laughs) Before I knew about any of this stuff. So um uh, Hickory Creek is a song about a subject that's very uh, personal for me. I'm not sure. going to get into it on here. Uh, if you want to find out what it's all about, you know, you can check out the song yourself. Sure. It's probably the softest song they've ever done, but it's also one of the heaviest, if that makes sense, because of the subject matter. That's kind of a pussy way of talking about things. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that's why you can never be vulnerable with Ian. He just makes jokes the whole time. I do. That is all I do. Well, the whole thing, look, I like the song as well. I wanted to talk about it too. I enjoyed it very much. I was just surprised it was literally all clean vocals and no unclean vocals whatsoever. There was, the, there was some strained vocals in the middle of it. But yeah. yeah, for the most part, it was clean. I was clean expecting vocals. that kind of dynamic of going back and forth, but I also yeah. liked it. But yeah, man, wow, I'm trying to think if there's been ever a music video that I've cried in. That wasn't because I was being forced to listen to something I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see that, definitely. Um, <laughs> all right. But yeah, go check out the new Whitechapel song. It's very good. I, uh, I, I don't think Ian liked this song, but Uh-oh. I do. It's the Amana Marth song. 
You know what? I didn't hate that. I honestly okay. didn't. I like some of that like fantasy, like doom metal or whatever. <laughs> like sure. I, I enjoy that <laughs> sometimes for sure. So yeah, I didn't hate that by any means. It's just not something I would normally listen to on repeat or anything. Sure, that's fair. I just love like the concept of like Viking metal. Yeah, it's just it's just hilarious to me. I mean, Amana Marth is a serious man. For but sure. The concept of Viking metal is just hilarious to me. But I also think they're very talented musicians. Me too. And um, I also really want to point out uh, Hawk, uh, yeah. the, the song Mileage. Uh, I was at Hawk's very first show. They, uh, for those that don't know, Hawk used to be This or the Apocalypse. Yes. And This or the Apocalypse, uh, it's kind of a weird story. It takes too long to explain. But basically, they rebranded into Hawk. Uh, their first show ever was the first night of the August Burns Right Christmas show, right. Lancaster, PA, and <laughs> and they're they're currently on tour, I believe, with From Ashes to New. Yeah, they're gonna start that tour with Ice Nine Kills and yeah, yeah, yeah and I, yeah, and um, I thought it was a really good song. I am very much looking forward to whenever they put out a, a full album. Yeah, because uh, they put on a really good show, and I saw them uh, back in December. So yeah. yeah. No, man, I, I have that highlighted, too, for me. I am very happy to have, you know, I don't I don't really know if it's this or the apocalypse. I think Ricky keeps on making jokes about that. So <laughs> it's it's him and one of the previous members, if I'm not mistaken. So I, they rebranded, you know, now they're Hawk. And, you know, it's a similar style of music, so it's not like they've, you know, completely changed anything major. But I have to say, I think I made a mistake a really, really long time ago. Where someone mm-hmm. asked me about this or the apocalypse, it might have been a breakdown from the past that we were doing. And this is like way, way back. This might have been with Jackson and Ty, possibly, if oh, I'm wow. not mistaken. So this is way, way back. And I think I said that this or the apocalypse weren't good live when I saw them. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to say, I, James, there's a concept when someone's incorrect about something. And I don't know what it starts with. It's something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wrong. R- r- <laughs> wait. What foreign language are you speaking? What is that word? I can't even. R- 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 what? Trumpanese. It's Trumpanese. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get political. I <laughs> wrong. But on, okay, I'm gonna say this. I think I was incorrect because I think I was talking about a different band, and that okay. doesn't often happen. But I think it's the case because I went back. And I listened to old This is the Apocalypse, and I looked up videos, and I just don't think that that's the case. So I have to – and I think I apologized before for it, but I have to apologize again because I'm not normally – whatever. (laughs) I'm not normally that. So – If you've – Yeah. What's up? No, no. I was just going to say Ricky's (laughs) extremely talented. Not only was he working in – he might still be with Ice Nine Kills. I don't know if he's pulling double duty on that tour. (laughs) duty right i thought that's what you were gonna laugh at um i think he's pulling double duty but he also has been like not only does he produce bands and record other bands but then he's often a person who comes in for a feature and does really well on those features so to have hawk as an actual band now for them to be putting out music like that's a really fucking cool thing sure and if you've never listened to this the apocalypse Please go listen to Dead Years. That's yeah, such a good go. album. Very nice. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. All right. Now, are those all of your standouts? No, but I feel like we'll I feel like 
the ones I'm about to say, I think we share. So I'll oh, okay. you take over. Yeah, I loved so many singles this yeah. whole week. I thought this was one of our best week for singles. So besides the ones we talked about with James, obviously, also the return of Bury Your Dead, yeah, the brand new dude. track Collateral. <laughs> I thought that was fucking great. <laughs> dude, I, I just love on Bury Your Dead socials. They were like, Every emergency room size in unison now that Bury Your Dead is back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they signed to Stasic Recordings, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. But what was that? Their first new song in like eight years or something? It's been so long, man. It's been a while. So a while. I enjoy that very much. I thought that was a really good return to force, literally. Like I would I would sure. actually really like to see them live again. So that was very cool. I also I had a ton, man. I like the uh, the band Grief with Dormant. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. They had some very good, like really, really good unclean vocals in that song. So I enjoyed that a lot. The band Delineate with Always Watching From Below. That band too had the weird 80s, like, you know, like Tron background to their music video, sure. if you want to call that a music video. But yeah. I like that a lot. Their back and forth between Uncleans and Cleans were really damn good. So I want to hear more music from both those bands. And then a weird band that I wasn't expecting to like, Plague Vendor, that obviously have a name of a death metal or doom metal fucking band. I was expecting straight on deathcore. Yeah, they're like weird, rock, grungy, goth. I don't know. It's a really weird combination of stuff that they're doing. But I really enjoyed that track so i'm looking forward to hearing more from them i know i'm running through these but that's because there are a ton and then frank iero and the future violence i thought that was a lot of fucking fun yeah dude that was a good song yeah like i would go i mean i've never hated his music before but i would literally go see this band live because i enjoy it like it's it's rock it's nothing really that special besides that but sometimes Mm -hmm. a really good rock song is all you need he just has the best name too frank iero that is a really good fucking name. Yeah. I do. I do agree. And then we've got also The Damn Things. That was another fun yep. song. You know, they had the the weird chants and stuff. I, I thought that worked well. But they're mm-hmm. doing that whole super group weirdo rock thing. It's working for them. So, yeah. you know, keep it going there. I like that. And then Dance Gavin Dance. Ah, wow. Dance Gavin Dance come back with, what is it, Headhunter. And do that weird-ass fucking Western video with, you know, fucking space guns and shit. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's a Dance Gavin Dance song, and I don't think that they do anything wrong. So, I guess guess the industry's changing, because I did not expect them to come out with a new song this soon after Artificial Selection. Dude, they might have a brand... I think they might have even said there might be a brand new album this year. Yeah, I guess the industry's changing, because I'm so used to, like an album being out for at least a year and a half and then sure. maybe we get a song but maybe, right like artificial selection has only been out for like nine months and we already have a new song yeah so no things are really changing because talk about you know not waiting for people and for just continually putting out content and really quality content yeah one of my favorites this week was bill murray with mm-hmm. life is good all one word that song he brings back a little bit of the heaviness he's got the screams back in there and then that fucking sax baby yeah, man. I don't know how he does it. He's one <laughs> of the only bands that does electronics well into what he's doing. And really, it takes them like six to nine months to put out a full album. Yeah. I mean, if you make the math, the masterpiece, sorry, that is Someday Came Suddenly. I, oh, yeah. I, I just, 
would love it. I will love anything you do. So Johnny Frank is the fucking man. And really? anyone that says different doesn't know music, but just know his brand new album. I think it's called, I'll laugh and think of it. I think it's called Wet Milk. <laughs> <laughs> See, only Johnny Frank could release an album called Wet Milk and people would take it seriously. That's how much of a genius he is. It's true. We should really go down the line and just name all of his albums because it does get progressively weirder Dude, as awesome. time goes on. <laughs> it really does. But I believe Wet Milk comes out April 22nd, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So everyone check out Life is Good. It's a, it's a, he, never, he never lost form. I want to say it's a return to form, but he never lost it. So it's just another good song. Like It's almost, it's almost like pedestrian now. You're just like, sure. oh, Johnny Frank puts out another fucking great song. Oh, well. I just can't wait to recommend an album called Wet Milk. I want a tattoo for it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I am very glad we left on a good note for new songs this week. So now I think, James, why don't we go back to our part two of our favorite part of the show? Let's do it. Part two of our favorite part of the show, it is our part two of album reviews. We are going to begin with the band Heaven's Sake, Post Chroma EP, and it's an independent release. This is emo, post-hardcore, pop-punk. They are kind of part of that quote-unquote emo revival. This is their third EP, but it's actually pretty tough to get their first one. I think you can find it on YouTube, but they mostly stick with Deforme which was their last EP, and then now this one, Post Chroma, because it kind of encompasses their sound a little bit more. You know what I mean? Sure. So this is five tracks, front to back. This is fucking great stuff to me. I've been a fan of Heaven's Sake since Deforme, or since I heard about Deforme at least. I got to see them at a health show in mm. Boston in the fucking basement, and they killed it. They did so right. fucking well. Any band that can do a house show like that and come out really, really well is good in my book. So I very much enjoy what they do. And look, the first track is called After Color, and it begins with a line. Literally, the first word you hear on this EP is, I don't think you're capable of originality or a personality. Huh. That is attitude right there. Yeah, and that's what I, friend of me once. <laughs> <laughs> well played sir well played <laughs> so yeah lots of attitude lots of passion you know things that people would definitely say to james because they're very hurtful but very true <laughs> so it works very well it's got those emo lyrics and it just the turn of phrases work really well i'm just a really really big fan of this band and i'm really hoping that this ep puts them on the map all five of these songs hit exactly what like old school 2000s, you know, emo post hardcore kind of a little bit almost on the screamo side, but not quite there. Deforme had a lot more of the kind of screamo aspect to it. But to be able to pull off the sound to make it like literally they are trying to make it sound like that. And it does. 
and I love that era of music. So for me, I'm all about this. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way about this that I feel about Unturned. I really see the talent. I even really wanted to like this. This just wasn't something I connected to. No, I get it. I, I totally get it. And that's the thing. Once again, it's going to happen to some people. But for me, I was chomping at the bit to get to this EP because I like Deforme so much. Luckily, sure. I got to hear this a lot over the past like month or so because I actually I'll break the news here. I am having Heaven's Sake on the show on Ian Hates Conversations. So cool. I know a lot about this band. I was very happy to speak with them, you know, talking about everything they're going through with this. And really, man, I enjoy this a lot. Also, I do want to make, I don't often make a mention of this, but go check out the music videos that they have because mm -hmm. they put a shit ton of work into them and they're really, really fucking good. Yeah, man, I won't deny the talent they have because they definitely have a lot of it. For sure. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a little bit, more on the kind of like like I said, like almost on the screamo level. So it's it's like throaty, like aggressive, post hardcore type, you know, cleans and uncleans, and they kind of go back and forth every once in a while. All the music sounds like what it's supposed to. And yeah, I'm just a big fan of this. So make sure you check out their videos, go support them when they're on tour. I'm really hoping that this EP puts them on the map. But until then, make sure you check make sure you check it out. Wow, if I could like Stop tripping over myself. Make sure you check it out. It's Heaven's Sake, Post Chroma, EP, and it's an independent release. Next up, we have Mayfield, Careless Love. It's a self-release. This is post-hardcore from Canada. Sure. I believe that this is their debut full-length album. This is 11 tracks, and I would say it's front to back, except I think the Missing Place track is technically filler, but it's there's too much going on in it for it to really be filler. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair statement. But I still think it's really well done for sure. And holy shit, man, this band came out fucking swinging on the first album. track. Yeah, it's I think it's called Do You Miss Me? And mm. I think like audibly alone in my room while I'm listening to this, I go, fuck yeah, yeah. this is what this is what I want to hear. Like yeah, man. <laughs> just to nobody. <laughs> That's what Ian says when he... uh Watches adult uh, content. You know, uh, you know what I'm see, saying? If you hadn't tripped over that, that would have worked. But. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Me messing up was funnier than the joke itself. Oh, it worked, buddy. Either way, it would have worked. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, from that first track on, even now in that track, I think that was all unclean vocals, all really good, you know, just screaming unclean vocals, really post-hardcore where it should be. But then in the second track, they introduce some clean vocals in there, and that kind of balancings out. 
and made you second guess what you thought this entire album was going to be. So James, take it away for a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, I thought the drumming was really good in, in this. Because uh, mm-hmm. like I say a couple of times, I'm not normally one to notice drummings, but when I, when I notice it, I really do. Sure. Mayfield definitely has a good drummer. The guitars, I felt like, set the mood of every song very well. Like whatever the subject matter of the lyrics were, whatever just sound they were trying to portray in general. Yep. The guitar players just knew how to set that mood. Vocalist uh, had a really nice balance, uh, clean and unclean. You know, almost as good as Fred Durst, but... Oh, um... my God. <laughs> <laughs> One per episode. <laughs> you could have waited to make that at the end. <laughs> One per episode. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it just came into my mind that I had to fill my quota. Yeah, so sure that's why did. I did it. <laughs> He's in your mind all the time. Uh, yeah, no, on a serious note, uh, singer of Mayfield has really nice vocals, uh, clean and unclean. I believe it is just the one guy. I thought uh, they might have two. Well, either way, I mean, yeah, yeah. if it is two, two guys, like both of them are extremely talented or oh, if yeah. it's one, he is, sure. a, he is very talented. Yep. So all around, I thought they were good songwriters. I thought they were good, uh, at the playing their instruments. So yeah, I was a fan. Yeah, man. There's a mix of those like higher harsh vocals. They're the lower uncleans. And then there are also the clean vocals on top of that, like that mid-range. And it just works so fucking well. And there's so much melody while still staying heavy. I mean, sometimes they don't even use the clean vocals, which I thought were really interesting. Sometimes it's just all straight uncleans. Sometimes they do a mix. Sometimes it's almost the entire song, which is clean vocals as well. And great job of mixing that up. Because you look at something like Torn and Blossom, and those mm-hmm. are really, really dynamic tracks that keep you on your toes. But then, like in Blossom, there's a part where it's all clean vocals, but then the unclean vocals set in the background, and they're layering them, and it sounds so fucking good. And man, yeah. just everything shines here. Every instrument, the mixing, it, it's a great combination of post-hardcore with the best parts of melodic hardcore and hardcore itself. Yeah. I mean, they remind me a little bit of the band Roseview. You remember them, right? I do. So that's really not a bad band to be, you know, to be compared to. But oh, Mayfield, yeah. I think, adds in a lot more of the post-hardcore element that I enjoy so much. And damn, man, this band just blew me the fuck away. Yeah. Did you say this is their debut album? I think so, man. Man, they got a they got a lot they got a, a lot going on for them if this is their debut album. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I couldn't yeah. believe how fucking good this was. There's something in there for everyone. If you like sure. post-hardcore, if you like melodic hardcore, there's even a whole pretty much, wow, there's a pretty much, there's pretty even, much. I think, there's a pretty much, there's a hardcore song on there as well. Sure. And just everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And this is the future, man. Like, if this band can hang on, they better be coming to the States to fucking, I think they are coming to Worcester, in May at one point. And I want to see if they can pull this shit off live because if they can, this album is definitely in the running for one of the best of the year. It's definitely going to be on our list. For sure. Yeah, man. I, I can't say enough good things about this band. So please go check out this album. Once again, it's Mayfield, Careless Love, and it's a self-release.
And you know what's crazy here, James, is I would have been so content with really all the albums that we talked about this week, especially Heaven's Sake and Mayfield. They really blew me away for sure. But we have an advanced review of an album that is going to be coming out by the time this is out. It will be out on Friday, and that is the new album by Red-Handed Denial. It's called Redeemer. This is an independent release, and we are going to talk about this before everyone else because we just had to get our hands on a copy of this. So it's time to talk about some progressive post-hardcore metalcore from Canada. Again, maybe there's something in the fucking in the water in Australia and the water in Canada. I know, man. There's, they're all like everybody else in the world is showing up America lately. Yeah, maybe I should have done a really bad joke and been like, "There's something in the syrup in Canada," yeah. but I, I didn't want to do it. So thank me actually for not doing that, James. You racist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> when did syrup become racist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I need to know the rules. You know what? We'll 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 have that talk later, you. No, no, I'm in trouble again. Yep. <laughs> All right. So it's time to talk red-handed denial, which I love to do because I've done it for years. So we are talking about their sophomore full-length album, Redeemer, once again. Starting off, this is a concept album. I am not going to go through what the concept is, but I'm going to read the snippet that we got along with the album, which is to say, this is the second half of the Wanderer EP. That was their EP from 2016. Mm. This is the second half of that narrative. The concept album is the conclusion to the epic tale of an anti-hero's journey as they wander through limbo, seeking passage into the afterlife. So that's what I'm going to say for this. I will say, if you want to know, first of all, hopefully you've listened to Wanderer from 2016. If you haven't, go listen to it. And then I've actually had their lead vocalist, Lauren Babick, on the show twice Mm. for two very long conversations. I think they might have both gone over an hour and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But on the second one, we did a track-by-track of Wanderer talking about the concept and talking about everything musically, and it's a lot of fun to go through that. So if you're looking for an in-depth talk about that, go listen to that. Other than that, we're not going to get into the concept here. Does that sound good, James? That sounds good to me. I mean, I I listened to those episodes when I was a fan, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want people to understand the concept for themselves. I want them to go through, listen to the songs, obviously, check out the lyrics when the lyrics are really available, and really okay. enjoy yourself, because I'm a big fan of concept albums, and I wouldn't want... It's kind of like with the... Uh, what was the name of the band? Uh, Boy Becomes Hero, right? Yeah. 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 Boy we, Becomes didn't, Hero. we didn't give away the concept of that. We told the general story that they told on their Facebook page, but we didn't go through what track by track and the general outcome and what happens at the end. We didn't do that. Well, you also butchered their names very bad, which was funny. But then I just got it right here. (laughs) Oh, man. It is Boy Boy Becomes Becomes Hero, Hero, right? Boy Becomes Hero, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying like the the, the names of the characters. like Oh, yeah. Actually, by the way, he got in touch with me and said I did not butcher the characters' names. Really? So, fuck you. I know, right? I have it in writing. <laughs> I actually have it in writing that I didn't watch <laughs> I need to see this honey proof. I know, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're taking away from Red Hand now. So, I think one of the things you got to talk about kind of right away is also their lead vocalist, Lauren Babbitt, who I mentioned has been on the show twice. So, 
she does it all. If you haven't heard of Lauren Bavick, I'm super surprised about that. But not only is she the lead vocalist for Red Handed Denial, but she also does cover songs with fellow friend of the show, Cole Rowland. And she is the vocalist of Crazy 88. And she also does her own solo work. Dude, yeah, she's just... Lauren Bavick, in my opinion, is one of the best female singers of all time, like, regardless of her popularity. Like, I mean, she's still pretty well-known in, like, our scene, but, like, she may not be, like, as popular as, like, Haley Williams or Lizzie Hale, sure. but she's better than both of them, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm sure she wouldn't like, she probably doesn't want people putting other people down, but when you do rankings, you kind of have to do that. But Sure, yeah, and I'm not taking away from the talent of those other singers, For because... Sure. I mean, I don't know how you feel about Lizzie Hale, but I do think, I think Haley. Yeah. yeah, I do think Haley Williams and Lizzie Hale are talented singers. I just think, in terms of what my ears hear, like if you put them up against Lauren Babbick, I'm gonna pick Lauren Babbick every time for sure. And I think you know, let's go spoiler alert here, kinda. If you listen to this album and you don't think that Lauren Babbick, honestly, I I don't even need to put it as male female. Lauren mm-hmm. Babbick is one of the best vocalists in the scene period it doesn't matter yeah her vocal performance in this album is awe-inspiring it's crazy how good yeah it takes the mark of a a true singer and this is what i aspire to be as well is like it, it takes the mark of a truly good singer when like you can throw on like a song for somebody and they just immediately know it's you yeah for sure that happens with lauren babbick she has a very distinct voice. She has a, a distinct style. But what's crazy about her, too, is she can hit a huge range of everything, whether it's clean vocals or unclean vocals. She can't be put into one category because each of those things that she's doing, she can do a wide range of both of them. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. So this album is 14 tracks. There's a short intro at the beginning And I think it plays into the actual storyline a little bit because Wanderer actually ends with a full track instrumental. And Mm. then they released another instrumental called Limbo in 2017. So it goes from Limbo to the, you know, the first intro track being called Void. So it's Mm. like a continuation of the story. Yeah, I do like that they're creative like that. Yeah. And then there's also a piano interlude later on in the album too but for 14 tracks to have a short intro and an interlude there's still 12 fucking tracks of straight fire right straight straight flames i had to i had to i don't (laughs) normally say shit like that but i had to because i didn't know what else to say for it but i had to connect to the youth of america i did i did (laughs) and i should be doing that all the time but i can't yo you know we are we are the youth of the nation oh please don't Oh, that one hurt the soul. <laughs> uh, uh, I gotta shake that one off. Hold on. Where my POD hat after all? Oh, <laughs> gross. gross. All right, back to red-handed denial. Yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. So I hope people like this. I hope people like the random shitty tangents that we go off on. I mean, at <laughs> least you know it's our great. show. Yeah, you know it's our show when that shit happens. So I yeah, know, right? <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes sense. But yeah, Lauren Babic, it's crazy. She's going back and forth with the low uncleans, the soaring clean vocals. Sometimes she holds these notes where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's so much talent, so extremely impressive. And then when I say low, she's getting really fucking low on those growls and like everything. There's even some blah 
yeah. in there as well. Like it's just it's just perfect. So, but what I like, and this is the thing, what I really enjoy about Red Handed Denial is that Lauren isn't the band. Right. You know what? She might be the driving force, possibly, but Lauren right. isn't everything. The band really shows off on this album. It's not just the production that's really great, but the production certainly helps because you can literally hear every single instrument when they're supposed to be heard. And that just means the guitar work is fantastic. There are really, really great technical solos in there, great breakdowns. But then you can also really hear the bass, and the bass is doing technical shit, and then the drumming is just playing killer. Yeah, dude, like every instrument was amazing. Like every instrumentalist in the band, they were just doing so good at what they do. And what I actually really liked about this album is that it was an album that was long, but it didn't feel long, if that makes sense. Are there people talking in the background? Uh, neighbors again. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I don't know if people can hear that or not. Hopefully when I reduce the noise, but I just had to point that out. Like, dude, I don't know how Ian picks this up, but like, they're like at least a good 50 feet away and they're somehow still being that loud and picking up on the mic. It's weird. Uh, I have crazy. Just uh, this is another tangent. If I'm in like a bar or a concert and I'm standing next to someone and they're trying to talk to me, most of the mm -hmm. time I cannot hear them. And right. I have to like, if there was such a thing as long distance hearing, I think <laughs> I have that. But yeah, for some reason, uh, you probably do. Because, <laughs> dude, like stuff that sounds so far away from me, you just immediately are just like, is that somebody talking in the background? I was yeah. Like, how did you hear that? Well, that's why I edit so well. That's why <laughs> I do editing so well is because I can pick out those little things and just sure. get rid of them. So, anyway, sorry. I heard that. I just wasn't sure if anyone <laughs> else would be able to hear that. So, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna. I was saying, it's an album that was long, but it didn't feel long. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. You know, because like the the most of the songs are a good like four or five minutes. Yeah, there's even a six plus at the end, I think. Yeah, and just like the whole time I was listening, I was like, yeah, these songs are long. Like these out, al this album's long, but like I don't care because right. they're good songs. Yeah, man, every single they put out has been really fucking good. If you look at like, there's a track, "The Art of Bargaining," and on that one, they definitely you can hear the prog tangents because we've talked about it on the show before, right? We we mm -hmm. have to bring it up here. Where in prog songs, there are going to be a lot of times a longer intro, maybe a longer outro, and then there's going to be a tangent where, you know, everyone shows off and there are really no vocals and stuff. But they do a really great job with that of keeping your interest in the song because they stay to the melody. It's not like they're just going up. It's very periphery-esque yeah. where they don't go crazy with it. But it's there, and that makes sense because I know Periphery is one of Lauren's like favorite bands and influences. So that would make sure. sense that they're able to pull that kind of thing off. But man, it's just so fucking good. Solace, the band. Uh, sorry, band. The track. <laughs> so is it Solace or Solace? I think it's Solace, right? I think it's Solace. Yeah, yeah, Solace is like almost a ballad. That one's really fucking good. And I actually thought the album was over at track thirteen, and then Elysium started mm. up, and I was like, oh shit. And then I believe that's the conclusion of the story. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah, man, I just, I can't get over how good this was. I had high expectations already. So mm. for them to, you know, actually pass my expectations, to leap over my expectations. And I know people know I've been a super fan of this band since forever, but I've always been honest on the show. If this was a bad album, we would not be doing an advanced review for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been like, ah, oh, shit. And I would have talked to Lauren and been like, 
ah, I don't really think we can cover this the way you want it. You know what I mean? But sure. this is so fucking good. And I'm just really glad because once again, I think this is the type of album that can put this band on the map. Yeah, this was the this was the first album I ever got to hear before its release date, so I feel like I've made it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've made it, y'all. I'm gonna let you know you haven't. Oh, I'm just gonna, sure. yeah, I'm gonna keep your feet yeah. on the ground. All right, <laughs> you gotta stay humble. <laughs> yeah, keep those feet on the ground. You can keep your heads in the clouds, but sure. just keep those feet on the ground. But I, ah, man, I just can't. It just everything works on this album. When I tell you it's one of the best progressive post-hardcore metalcore albums I've probably ever heard, I, I mean, you got to take that for something. So I'm hoping that when people hear this, they're like, holy shit, we have to check out this album. And holy shit, you really should. It's definitely going to end up being on our best. Uh, well, Ian over here thinks it, he's bold enough to say it might be his favorite of the year, but it's definitely going to be on my uh, uh, top top albums of the year. Look, so. I'll, I'll say this for sure, too, by the way. If this album isn't in contention for, and once again, we don't really, we don't do top tens on this show. We do, these are all of our favorite albums. And then sure. we all have kind of our personal favorites where we're like, okay, this is probably like our favorite album of the year. But yeah. if this is not in contention for one of the best albums of the year in this scene of music, mm-hmm. then this must be the greatest year of music ever. And that means we just have, hundreds of amazing albums coming out because there's no way that this is going to be forgotten sure yeah it's a good album that's all i really have left to say for sure so yeah i i don't think i can praise them anymore because it's just it's gonna sound stupid if i do so (laughs) everyone make sure i believe you know whenever this comes out it'll be this week it'll be a new release on friday it is red-handed denial redeemer and it's an independent release So let's talk about what also is coming out this Friday, and I believe it's the 29th. We've got yep. Awaken Providence, I Prevail, ugh, <laughs> Whitechapel, which is, hey. yeah, obviously what you're looking for. I don't know <laughs> if we're going to do this band, but Oakley Doakley. Yes, I love them. <laughs> Dude, it's Ned Flanders. I know, well, it's not Ned Flanders, but yes. Well, it's I, five dudes dressed up no, as I Ned get Flanders. It. I've seen it. I've seen Dude, it. All right, well. No, I did not, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I might be going to see them live. <laughs> Look, and I'm not saying you shouldn't because I just don't know if we'll like it enough to cover it. I think I just might because of the fact that it's a, a Ned Flanders band. Okay, okay. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So then we've got Howdly Toodly, Low Dose, <laughs> Moontooth, Lee McKinley, A Blessing, A Curse, which I've been looking forward to, as well as yeah. Bloodline, which I've been looking mm-hmm. forward to as well. I believe me, Lee McKinley is the guitar player of Born of Osiris, right? 
that was what I was about to say. Yeah. And then, of course, to finish it off, like we mentioned, Red Handed Denial, Redeemer, that comes out as well. Y'all know I'm obviously looking forward to Whitechapel, but I'm looking forward to listening to everything else. Hopefully I find like a sleeper hit that I don't know about. Yeah, I would imagine we're probably going to be making fun of I Prevail. I mean, yeah, that's a given. Because out of the three singles they have put out, there's only one I can like tolerate. For sure. But I'm just like, okay, this isn't, this is just okay. But the other two are just, oh my gosh. It's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But this is something definitely to look forward to. So on that note, let's go and end the show. If you think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, everyone, it is time to end the show. So, James, do you have any plugs for everyone? Sure. Uh, I guess I'll put this in plugs because I kind of forgot to say it, but we are actually recording this on a Sunday night as opposed to our regular Monday schedule because tomorrow I am seeing the one, the only, as I lay dying. Ah. Currents, Phineas, and Fle- Frost Coffin, Flesh Coffin. I, I, uh, <laughs> obviously I'm looking forward to, uh, the, I don't know Flesh Coffin, but those other three bands I very much enjoy. Oh but yeah. I'll, I'll obviously be there early to try to get a good spot, uh, uh try to get near the front. Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully I don't get crowd surfed on too bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you don't get murdered. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> Uh, although my, I mean, my, my buddy went to that show in Rochester and he got to actually meet Tim Lambesis. So. Oh, it, that that Did might ever come through. Him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll have to ask him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, don't they do like a competition every single night where you like put in your name, and then <laughs> the lucky person Tim tries to hire someone to kill you? <laughs> oh man, I'll I'll never be able to live this down. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm worried about. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. all right. But anyway, uh, yeah, I am going to see Azalea dying tomorrow. So mm-hmm. next episode, I will have a review for you all of how the show went. Next episode uh, will be a memorial <laughs> for James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just playing nothing but Limp Biscuit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll have to kill myself. Fuck Just play the entirety of Chocolate Starfish. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's the episode. Wow. Um, <laughs> but actual plugs. Yes. I uh, just wanted to put that out there. Actual plugs is if you want to follow me on Twitter and or Instagram, you can add me on at words in the James. W-O-R-D-S in the James. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to check out my uh, terrible singing, you can look <laughs> me up on YouTube at James Bozentka, B-O-Z-E-N-T-K-A, which I just want to point out that I haven't uploaded since July, but this weekend I'm recording my next cover. Yeah. So Woo! it'll be my first one in a while. Fuck I feel yeah. like my voice, I feel like my voice has grown since then. Nice. It's a song that I feel like uh most of you will enjoy i know ian will enjoy it i'm not gonna say what it is i'll tell ian i'll tell ian off the air but you guys you guys you (laughs) you guys will have to wait but (laughs) it is a very good song it's very respectable song it's not limp biscuit 
Don't worry. I, I know. I didn't even go there because I figured <laughs> the, the jokes had already run its course. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's nice. my plugs. There you go. All right. And as usual, you can always find me on Facebook and Instagram. Ian hates or wow. Why did I do that? It is Ian hates, <laughs> but it's facebook.com slash Ian hates or Instagram, you know, at Ian hates. And then on Twitter, it's at Ian hates podcast. And like I mentioned before, you can always email me Ian hates at gmail.com. Also, don't forget that on top of everything I'm doing with Ian hates, I am also Ian hates of scene daddy. So we've got the scene daddy interviews. If you don't know what that is, you're in luck because we are not now, or we are no longer now just doing it through the website. Now you can hear all the scene daddy interviews on iTunes and on Spotify. So everyone complaining about that. Now it is even easier for you to listen. And the person that I talked to last week that I couldn't give away on the show, just in case it didn't happen, ended up to be Johnny Craig. So if you're looking to hear about addiction and what really happened with the band Slaves, then make sure you go and listen to that. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Sure. People can go listen to that. I have more of those coming every single week. We've got some really great people coming up as well. So make sure you check that out. Plus, like I mentioned, Heaven's Sake are going to be on Ian Hates Conversations. So I hope you're able to check that out as well. And yeah, man, there's just a ton that's going on. We have way more concerts to talk about. I've been kind of quiet on concerts because, you know, we don't need these shows to be fucking two plus hours long and stuff. So, you know, we're just talking about what we want to talk about, talking about everything in the scene besides giving you news that you don't care about. So, James, I think we are all set here. Do you have any final words for everyone? Keep on rolling, 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 baby. (sighs) (laughs) And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. You're the road.